0: Can we stand and continue to worship right now? Why don't you open your heart? Let's bless the name of Jesus together. Oh, hallelujah. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord, and we praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What is mind-blowing to me? about this God that we serve is that God cares about every detail of your life. When you consider how much God has in His control beyond what we can see, not just the physical realm, but God is over the spiritual realm as well. When you consider the magnitude of what He is over, one writer said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? I don't know about you, but it does my soul good to know that God cares about every detail of my life. And what I'm worried about, God's worried about. And what, what I'm stressing over, God's saying, You know what? If you'll just let me be God in your life. I wonder, Is there anybody here that says, I want God to be God in my life today? Oh, Hallelujah. Amen, amen Turning your attention tonight to the book of 1 Kings Chapter number 17 I regret over the past couple of weeks That my family has not been able to be with me Truly they are the better part of the package I'm just the preacher But I know that you understand our situation And be in prayer Uh, And I know that you have for my wife She will not listen Amen. So I guess everything's normal. Hallelujah. Edit that. But she is supposed to be taking it easy and on bed rest and she is she is in the nesting phase and our house is beautiful and everything is proper and in place and where it's supposed to be and, and I'm loving this thing. You know, not that she didn't do that, she's always done that. But uh, I gotta shut up before I get myself in trouble here. Be in prayer for her. I love my wife. I love my girls. I'm lonely. And uh, I I thank you for your understanding. It's been a pleasure to be with you these past couple of weekends. But I want to help someone tonight in the Holy Ghost. We're going to begin reading in verse number 8 of 1 Kings 17. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord Thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal uh, in a barrel, and a little oil and a cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. Bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the crews of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the crews of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. I want to preach for a little while on the recipe for a miracle. The recipe for a miracle. Can we lift our hands one more time? Lord, you know where we're at. You know what people are facing in this place. Surely you know the circumstances that greeted them when they arose this morning. I believe, Lord, that your word is powerful and it's able to minister. Give us open hearts tonight and open minds. Let us not just be hearers of the word, but Lord, let us be doers of this word, that we may live and breathe in in you and walk in you, and that we can walk in the miraculous today. We thank you for everything you're going to do, and we clap our hands unto the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You can be seated. The recipe... For a miracle. We are living in a day. Where the world is trying its best. To discredit the validity. Of the supernatural. Everything in this world. Tries to undermine or discredit. What God did do. Can do. And will do in our life. Intellect seems to be increasing. Increasing. At an alarming rate. And the enemy of faith. Is intellect. Because intellect. Utilizes the realm of logic. To analyze. And compute. And dissect our circumstances. Trying to figure out. How it happens. Trying to reach a logical conclusion. And when you live. In the realm of intellect, you cannot see the miraculous that God desires to do. Human methods abound more today than ever before. We have more medicine. We have more doctors. We have more degrees and more counselors and, and so on and so forth. It seems to be that everyone has an answer for everything. And no one wants to give credit for something that God does himself. In fact, this generation wants to distract and discourage anyone from believing that God is still able to do what he once did. But you and I as the church of the living God, we are not ignorant of their actions nor their motives. And we recognize quite rapidly that their agenda is to turn any and all attention away from God and his miracle working power. Hell is great at throwing up smoke screens and trying to pull attention from God. Hell wants to plant the seeds of doubt and negativity in our mind that we can walk the fine line of unbelief. And hell would like for us... To put more stock in what we can do than what God can do. But can I take just a moment and settle the matter? God is not threatened by the devil. God is not threatened by hell. God is not swayed by human emotions. Whether you think he can or not makes God no difference. He is God. He is a miracle worker. He does have all power. He has not changed with time. He's not a fan nor is he a fashion. too long. Hear me when I say that people are not being held captive by sin nor rebellion or things of the world but there are many people that sit on church pews that are being held captive by unbelief. In fact, it is in the book of Hebrews I believe that the writer calls it an evil heart of unbelief. We can categorize sin in our own minds and we think, well, if you do this, you're really bad and, and you do this, you're bad and, and we have lists of things that are wrong and the sins and the lust of the flesh, etc. But the Bible records that unbelief is evil in the sight of God especially once you have tasted of his grace and his goodness especially once God has washed your sins away and has performed miracles in your life how in the world can we not believe that he's able? after God has done so much in our own life you see the devil has messed with our mind the devil doesn't mind you shouting honey The devil doesn't mind you talking in tongues. The devil doesn't mind you going to church as long as he can keep you in a state of unbelief. Because you can ride the wave of emotion and still not believe. You can go through the Pentecostal theatrics that we're accustomed to and I'm not making light of our worship, please understand me. But you can do all of that and still have a heart of unbelief. So if the enemy can get a hold of your heart If the enemy can get a hold of your belief And cause you to think that your mountain is too big And that your sickness is too great And that your, your, your situation is impossible I say tonight I've come to serve notice on your unbelief It's time that we get rid of unbelief And start believing that God is still able That if he did it once I know he'll do it again. I may not be able to understand it, I may not be able to explain it, but the Bible says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever of you believe it kids, give God some praise. Come on, He's able, He's able. He's, I don't care what it is. I don't care how bad it is. If you can believe with me, he's able. He's able. Our text reveals tonight to us the recipe for a miracle. You see, a recipe is simply a combination of factors that you need to produce a desired result. There were People who do all these recipes, They provide they don't provide you with the finished product. They provide you with what you need to get the finished product. And I believe our text reveals to us what we need tonight to receive a miracle. The first thing you need to receive a miracle is you need a problem you can't solve. You need an impossible situation. We don't like that. Let me tell you why we don't like that. We have equated the absence of problems as the blessings of God. And we in our mind think, if I have a bank account full of money, if I have a nice home, if I have no struggle, then I'm blessed of the Lord and I'm highly favored of God. We have equated in our mind the absence of struggle as the blessings of God. If that was the case, then Paul didn't live a blessed life. Because if you read Paul's life, he gave us a list of what he went through. So it's not that the absence of struggle is the blessing of God. But the presence of struggle is the opportunity for God. It's all in how... You look at what you're facing. Either I can look at this as an opposition. Or I can look at this as an opportunity. Because unless I'm sick, I can't tell you God healed me. Unless I'm broke, I can't tell you he's a provider. Unless I'm lost, I can't tell you that he's find you. What are you saying, preacher? The first thing you need is something you can't fix. Elijah came to Zarephath. And here was a widow woman there gathering sticks. Fetch me some water, Elijah asked, and a morsel of bread. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I don't have a cake. All I have is a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. And behold. I'm gathering sticks right now that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Sounds to me like a pretty hopeless situation. Sounds to me like she has already wrote her her eulogy. Me and my son. It's an impossible situation. We don't have any money to buy food. We just have a little meal and some oil. And just like this woman, I believe that there are people in this place that can relate to where she's at. All I've got is this struggle that I'm going through. God, why in the world am I having to face what I'm facing right now? Can I tell you of your story? staring headlong at something you can't figure out. You've got the first thing you need to receive a miracle. One writer said if it weren't for the rocks in its bed, the stream would have no song. And if it weren't for the test in our life, we wouldn't have a testimony to share with anybody else. But there are people in this place tonight that can say that I was lost and God saved me. I was sick and God healed me. I was bound and God delivered me. I was broke and God blessed me. What are you trying to tell me preacher? Stop looking at your problem as a curse. Adversity is not a sign of God's judgment. It's a sign of God's trust. Because if he didn't trust you, he wouldn't offer you, honey. But he understood the only way to develop something inside of you is I have to let them go through some adversity. I have to let them go through something they can't handle, something they can't figure out. Because I'm trying to work on something inside of them. I'm trying to develop a trust Inside of them. I'm trying to form. Paul said that he travailed. That Christ could be formed. In you. The only way that God could something in you is it has to go through the process. It has to go through the birthing process. When a baby is born via a Caesarean section, them doctors and those nurses, they have to take all that stuff that they got and they suck all of the impurities out of that baby. You see, the birthing process the natural birthing process eliminates all of that junk as the baby goes through the process you see the process gets all of the junk out of you the process gets all of the doubt out of you the process gets rid of all the negativity out of you don't despise the mess embrace the miracle The second thing we need tonight, the second ingredient, is you need faith in God. Now, you can't get any more basic than that. Elijah could tell this woman was struggling with her faith. How do you know, preacher? Look at the first two words that he told her. Fear not. Fear not. You see, fear and faith can't dwell in the same place. Fear believes that he can't, but faith believes that he can. Fear believes that he won't, but faith believes that he will. You cannot let fear set up shop in your spirit. You cannot let fear come into your mind because fear will torment you. Fear will cripple you. It will hinder you. Most of all, fear will prevent the miracle. You, 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 any of you cooks know that there's some ingredients that cannot be substituted because you will not get the desired result. You start messing with those ingredients, that dish is going to come out all messed up. And fear cannot take the place of faith. If you swap that ingredient out, you're going to not get the miracle that you desire. You cannot let fear mess with your mind. Fear prevents you from walking in the peace of mind that God desires you to have. Living for God is just as much mental as it is physical. In fact, I'll go on record and say it's more so mental than it is physical. Because you can go through the motions and the physical and not be there mentally or spiritually. And if you let fear mess with your mind, fear will suck all of the faith out of you. There are times in my life this year I don't mind being transparent and honest with you. There have been times where I'm I walk to the pulpit going, God, what in the world am I doing here? I'm trying to tell these people. The how much and how much, how able you are to do things. And here I am, doubting everything that, that you're trying to do in my life. And God had to get me to a place where I could trust Him no matter what I was facing. You see, the natural inclination in our life is when it starts going away that we don't like it. We put our faith on the back burner and we start messing with it again. But God has to get you to a place where you can trust him even when you can't understand what he's trying to do. God has to get you to a place where your faith, uh, one writer said, faith is a bird that feels dawn breaking and can sing while it's still dark. You see, your faith sees that which is not as though it is. Is all fear does is sees what is. Faith sees what's not, as though it is. What does that mean? That means I still may be sick, but I see myself healed. I still may be broke, but I see myself blessed. I still may be wandering around, but I see a light at the end of a tunnel. My God, you got to believe that I may not figure it out right now, but God is working on my behalf. Humanity says, show me and I'll believe. But God says, believe me and I'll show you. We don't have to have proof to know he's able. I know he's able because I have faith. James said, knowing this, that the trying of your faith Worketh patience. That's hard in this generation. Because I want my fries right now. I don't want you to ask me to pull ahead. I don't want you to ask me if I can wait. This is this is the, the mindset. I want it right now. I need it right now. But James said, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But... Let patience have her perfect work that ye may be complete and entire, wanting nothing. When your faith is being tried, when your faith is being tested, it is God developing a trust in you that you know what, He he knows what He's doing. That He knows where you're at. You see, it was in... Just a few weeks ago, I went to prayer and I felt like everything in my life was topsy-turvy. I felt like everything in my spirit was, I I was at that place where the only thing that I could express how I felt was tears. And I said, God, I feel like I'm wandering around and I'm just, I'm lost. And I know it seems kind of weird for the preacher to be up here telling you. But all I know to be is honest with you and be transparent. And I, I was pleading with God. I was saying, God, don't you know where I'm at? And I said, God, if I've ever needed a word right now, I need a word. And I opened that Bible. And there, right before me, I, I just began to read. And it was Isaiah 50 and 10. It said, Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. You see, it's in the process that God is teaching you to trust Him. It's in the process that God is working on something inside of you. Let me tell you, if God answered every prayer I prayed as soon as I answered it, I wouldn't have very strong faith. Because faith is developed over time. And faith is developed over time through the process of believing that he's going to do it when everything around you says he won't. That's when you develop your faith. That's when you believe that God is going to do it. But it's not enough to have an impossible situation. It's not enough to have faith. There's a final ingredient that you have to have. You have to have obedience in action. You could have a problem... And you can have faith, but you can still not get a miracle. but it Because it takes action on our part. A willingness to let God be God. A willingness to say, you know what? I'm going to do what the man of God asked me to do. She said, Elijah told her, you gather those sticks, but also you're going to make me a cake. And the meal won't go run out and the oil won't replen- or will not replenish. And the Bible says, she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the meal didn't waste. And the cruise of oil didn't fail. Because she had enough faith to believe. You know what? I don't understand it. But God never asked us to understand. He only asked us to believe. God never expected us to figure him out. He just said, if you'll believe, all things are possible if you can only believe. All things are possible if you can only believe. You say, preacher? Preacher? I've been facing this a long time, and my faith is run out. It feels like everything around me is going crazy in my life. Let me tell you, if you can get in the midst of a bunch of people that can believe with you, I believe God will honor their faith, even when your faith is lacking. I got proof. That was a man who was born by four, the Bible says. He was there on a cot and they came to the house and they couldn't get in the house. So they went to the roof and they tore off the roof and they let the man down in the the front of Jesus. And the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith, their faith, the people he was surrounded by had enough faith to believe. There have been times in my life when I have went to prayer and I said, my God, I don't even know what to say. If you'll put me on somebody's heart, if you'll you'll put me on somebody's heart that can pray for me and hear their prayer only to have somebody call me and say, you know what, I've been thinking about you and I've been praying about you. You know what that tells me? That when my faith is lacking, God's Still honors faith of everybody around me. So if you're here tonight and you're saying I just I, I'm struggling in my faith, I believe there's some people around you that believes he's able, that believes he's able, and if we can believe, God can perform. Stand with me tonight all over the building. If you can believe. If you can believe, I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how bad it is. If you can believe with me tonight that God is still able, that God is still able. It was just a few weeks ago, probably a month or two ago now, seems like a few weeks. My daughter, my middle daughter, Sophie, she had been having... Severe headaches. And so my wife said, we really need to take her to the doctor. And I said, okay, take her to the doctor. That way we can at least know how to pray. So we took her to a neurologist. And he examined her and said, well, the good news is I don't think there's anything in the brain or anything in the head that we need to worry about. I believe that she is just having severe migraines. Because there is no localized uh, pain, it varies. He said, but however, she does have an irregular heartbeat, and that is cause for concern, so I would like for you to go see a pediatric cardiologist as soon as you can. I said, okay. So we made the appointment, and my wife took Sophie, I was out of town that day, and I'll never forget my wife called me and she was trying to be low-key and act like nothing was wrong. But she said, there's a couple of problems that the doctor found when they did an ultrasound on Sophie. She said, I haven't told Sophie anything. Number one, she has a leaky valve. But the biggest cause of concern was they found a mass that was pinching the main pulmonary artery go into the lungs and the doctor said if this mass continues to grow it will totally cut off blood supply and she could die I said baby everything's going to be okay we're just going to believe that God is going to take care of it so I called a couple of people and asked them to begin to pray and it was that night as we had our family time of prayer Sophie didn't even know what was going on. And I said, baby, we believe God's going to heal you. And we believe God's going to touch you. And we're going to pray right now. And do you believe that Jesus is a healer? And she said, yes, sir, I believe. I said that I want us to believe together. And we all laid hands on Sophie as a family. And we prayed for her. And we believed that everything was okay. The doctor said we need to set up a CAT scan immediately because the longer this goes on, it could be more severe. So they scheduled a CAT scan, and, and, and we had, she had the CAT scan. and It was the day before I found out the results that Sophie broke down crying. She said, Daddy, I don't know everything that's wrong, but if they cut on me, I could die. And she began to cry, began to cry, began to cry. And I said, baby, Jesus has already healed you. And it was that next day that I called that doctor's office and I said, have you got the results yet from that CAT scan? And the lady said, hold on just a minute. And she'd come back on the phone. She said, everything is normal, sir. There's no mass and there's no leaky valve. And we believe that God has healed her. You hear me right now when I tell you that God is still a healer, that God is still a miracle worker, that God is still able. Can we lift our hands all over the building right now? I don't care what you're going through. If you can believe with me, God is able to heal. God is able to turn your situation around. God is able to make a way when it looks like there's no way. If you can believe. If you can believe. If you can believe. Eyes closed all over the building right now. Nobody looking around. If you're here tonight, and we can be honest with ourselves, and we can be honest with God, and you say, Preacher, I got something I'm facing right now. I don't care if it's lasted a week, a year, or ten years, but you say, I got something I'm facing. And I need God to step into my circumstance. I need God to step into my situation. I want you to lift your hand in the air right now. All over the building. If you got something, you need God. You need God to step in and make a way. You need God to do it. Look at all the hands. Now I'm fixing to open this altar. And when I come, when you come up here, it's gonna be a sign to God that you're gonna put it in God's hands. You're gonna take your hands off of it, and you're gonna let God be God in your life. I wonder right now. If you've got enough faith to say, you know what, I'm putting it in God's hands. Why don't you step out of your pew right now and make your way down to the front of this building. And I want you to start thanking God for making a way. I want you to start thanking God for making a way. Whatever you need, I want you to start thanking God as if it's already done. As if it's already happened. Come on, God knows what you need. God knows what you need. Come on, all over the building. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Begin to worship Him. Begin to worship Him. God knows what you need. God knows what you need. Come on there. The name of Jesus is able to operate right now.